0: You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at AskWardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi everyone, welcome to Ask Wardy. I have a loaf of sourdough bread that I have in the freezer for us to pop out slice by slice here as an example here to talk about today as we're troubleshooting sourdough bread um, and specifically a photo that Julie sent in wondering if her sourdough bread was moldy and how to get her loaf lighter, less dense, and to work out better. So we're going to tackle that question today welcome to ask warty this is the weekly show where i answer your questions about traditional cooking i'm thrilled you're here if you're live please comment uh, below where you're watching what you're sipping on today i've got water your first name and where you're from and the notes of everything that i'm sharing with you today whether you're watching live or later is at askwarty.tv look for episode 110. all right let's get into it so a common question we receive about Uh, sourdough bread is i thought my bread wasn't supposed to mold that fast it's sourdough we do get that question a lot and recently julie sent an image and info about her bread and i've got it here on my ipad but you can go check out the show notes askwardy.tv episode 110 to see the picture yourself Here's what she said. Thank you for your past help. I tried to make the loaf pan and roll sourdough bread per the recipe. The recipe is our no need einkorn sourdough bread, which there's a link with this recording, or if you're live, Danielle's pasting it on Facebook. She says, it didn't go really well. The dough didn't rise, and then the bread was very dense, no air pockets, even though cooked the correct time. What went wrong? Do you have suggestions? Also, after three days, it molded. See the attached picture, which I just showed you, and you can check out at the show notes. Is it normal for it to mold that fast? I want to try again, but would love some guidance as to what to do do differently. Lots of da-da-da-da-da there. Thank you so much. Well, I'm happy to help, Julie, and I think it's gonna help a lot of people because your email um, is something that we hear frequently, and I know how good homemade sourdough bread can be. So I love to get more and more families achieving success with their sourdough bread. So the recipe in question here is our no Need sourdough einkorn bread, which you can cook in an artisan loaf. Um, and if you go to tradcookschool.com slash no need, where no need is all one word, you will be able to get that recipe. I have actually done that same no Need recipe and put it in a loaf pan to make this sandwich bread. Very versatile. And Julie was talking about how she did dinner rolls. Okay, so I'm gonna troubleshoot this. I'm gonna start out with just some reflections on what I see in your picture and your comments and some thoughts, and then I'm gonna go through some specific steps that I recommend and talk about the mold issue. So first of all, are the dark spots you, in your picture, you sent a picture and it has dark spots, okay? Everybody check that out of the show notes, or here it is if you can see it on the video. Are those dark spots what you're thinking as mold? If so, From what I see in the picture, I don't think that's mold. Those are dark spots where the baking soda that we add later on to help rise the dough and get a better result didn't get mixed in well enough. Now, maybe, you know, the lighting or whatever, I can't see the mold, but from what I can see, those dark spots to me look like baking soda didn't get mixed in well enough. So that's the first issue. Now, the second issue, which is you're talking about how there were no air pockets, and it didn't rise, and it seemed really dense. Your bread, to me, does look underdone in the photo. It should look lighter and have more air holes. For example, this picture, which is my no need dough that I've shaped as an artisan loaf. Um, If you're looking at the show notes, you can see there are air holes. Not sure if it'll come through on the video, but there's an example. You should find more air holes um, and, If there are those air holes from the yeast and rising the dough then it will bake in the in the cooking time specified in the recipe but if your dough is dense and doesn't have the strong starter powering it up and whatnot then it may not cook in the same amount of time it would need longer to cook so a longer bake helps with a denser dough um, but, not just to leave it at that, because I want to help you achieve a lighter, less dense loaf. So I'm gonna refer you to a past Ask Wardy episode 53, it is linked with this episode, to uh, my tips for lighter, less dense sourdough bread. When I give you specific tips about your uh, loaf, I'm gonna be covering some of those, but just go read that for full knowledge. Also, in Ask AskWordy 18, I shared my own sourdough um, daily feeding routine which I know from our our past emails with you, you were trying to incorporate that. The idea behind taking your sourdough starter and using daily maintenance amounts to feed it is so you don't use a ton of flour and you don't have a ton of um, starter. So it's very frugal and you're just basically keeping your sourdough starter at a small amount so that you build it up when you need more for baking but as a, on a daily basis you're just using the minimum amount of flour which is very frugal. It also helps it not take over your life and that's what I do. So I want to point out that if you're following that method and again it's detailed for all of you in episode 18 so I'm not going to go through the whole thing now. The idea of it I just told you though. If you're following that I want to point out that even though I'm talking about using small amounts of flour for your feeding, that um, you should also make sure that your starter is getting enough food. So if your starter is not bubbly and active and fresh smelling and and doming up and then collapsing and doming up and collapsing and producing hooch, if it doesn't have all those signs of, of activity, and activity equals strength. Um, strength in terms of rising your bread toe. If it's not active enough, it may be that your feeding amounts are too small, and so that's why I say you have to make sure that you're feeding enough flour to have an active starter. So don't go too light on the on the feedings, uh, the amount or the um, the frequency of them. And in hot weather, you may need to feed more often, so three feedings a day instead of just two. And I'm saying that assuming that all of you are doing two feedings a day, because I really believe that that is the best if you want to expect your starter to perform for you. One is not enough, in my opinion, to keep it strong enough to do good things like this. Good bread. All right, take a look at that, possibly increase the amount of flour you're using at feedings um, and or the the, uh, frequency of feedings everybody. If you don't yet know how to do an einkorn sourdough starter or um, a sourdough starter with any flour, all you need is flour and water and I have instructions for you how to do that with einkorn, but you can do it with any flour. There is a link with this episode and if you're on Facebook, Danielle is pasting it there in the comments. Julie, when you do try again, I'm going to give you some specific tips now. I want you to have a success at it, so here's what I'm going to suggest. And again, everybody, you can see the picture to see Julie's results. If it resonates with you, then you wanna pay attention to these steps because it'll help you troubleshoot your sourdough bread so that you can get a lighter, better result um, in the future. Julie, when you are feeding your sourdough starter in the day or two leading up to making your bread, Make sure to give it TLC. And when I say TLC, that means regular feedings, no skipping, extra feedings if necessary, so it can get really strong and active because the more active and strong it is um, as a starter, the better it's going to make your bread. And again, an active strong starter is going to be very bubbly. It's going to rise up. It's going to produce hooch. It's going to smell yeasty and fresh. It's going to have all those good signs of activity. If it is kind of dull, not so active it's probably not going to do very good in your bread okay so tlc for your starter um, for a day or two leading up to it and if it's not showing enough activity which you do need to learn this but activity um, is obvious so you just want to go for more activity than less Um, if it's not showing activity then take more days with that tlc to get it active before you're building before you're making your bread dough a sourdough starter that's young like let's say you started it five days ago by the instructions i just told you about probably not ready to bake bread we actually recommend that your starter be at least two to three weeks old have really good activity to be strong enough to make bread because you, you, you are nurturing through the feedings and the TLC we're talking about, you're nurturing a really strong ecosystem of the beneficial yeast and bacteria that are in this batter. They're the ones doing the work of rising the bread and preparing it for good digestion. And that just takes time. It's not going to be on day one of your starter. It's going to be two or three weeks of good activity. Okay, another tip for you is if you aren't already... Uh, use a fresh milled flour for your bread fresh milled flour proven over and over again you're going to get a lighter better result so put this on your wish list if you don't have it already but I recommend the mock mill it's a homestone grain mill affordable and the best quality mill so I just recommend everybody put that on their wish list if you don't have it now Aim for it in the future because all your results, everything you bake, is going to be better if you use fresh milled flour. This mill in particular is awesome for in-demand flour, on-demand flour. You turn it on, you put your grain in the hopper, and out comes fresh flour. You can mill just what you need, um, and you'll save money over time because the bulk grains are less expensive than buying ground. So the results are better and it's less expensive. The mock mill is what I recommend. Tradcookschool.com/mockmill, M-O-C-K-M-I-L-L, all in word. Or the link is uh, with this recording. And by the way, for limited time, I'm throwing in two of our ebook and video packages with your purchase of the mock mill, and so you'll find information about that at the link. So fresh ground flour. For those of you that aren't able to do fresh ground flour yet, there is something that'll help. Um, not quite as good but it'll help so it's to sift so especially if you're using whole grain flour for your bread doughs give it a quick sift um, before using it in your in your dough and you know this is this is an example of an eight cup sifter you put the flour in here and you turn the crank and out pours your flour and it's lighter and left here over the mesh will be any larger pieces that are going to contribute to the density and the heaviness of your loaf. So sifting can really help lighten up your results. So sift if you can't do fresh-milled flour. If you have fresh-milled flour, no need to sift. Also rise your dough at a warm room temperature. So if your house is at all cold or you put it in a drafty place, the cold is going to retard the rising because the sourdough starter likes to be warm. When it's warm, it works. When it's cold, it slows down. So this may be something you already know, but I want my list of tips to be complete. So make sure it's in a warm location. So if your house is, you know, you keep it at a cool temperature during the winter, you want to find a place in your house that is warmer. So if you have a cube dehydrator, you can pull out all the trays and you can put your dough in there and just barely turn on the fan, like not to a temperature, but just so the fan turns on and it'll be warm and cozy, cover it up. If you have a gas oven, don't turn it on, but the pilot light in the oven will keep it warm. You could put it next to a wood stove. You could put it on top of a refrigerator. You could put it next to a heating vent. So there are places in your house that are warmer than others. So whenever your dough is rising, for the first rise or after it's shaped into rolls and loaves, keep it in a warm location because you'll get a better result. Next, um, I'm just going to repeat what I said at the top of the episode. The brown spots in your picture, to me, suggest the baking soda wasn't worked in properly uh, fully. And in the recipe that we're talking about, the no need sourdough einkorn artisan bread. I do call for baking soda at the end and it reacts with the acids that the starter has introduced into the loaf and it just gives you a rise. It's very powerful to do this when you're baking with whole grains because then you can get lighter, fluffier, you know, tall loaves. So just make sure to work it in thoroughly. And in the recipe, which you'll see when you request it with the link with this, re- with this um, episode, when you you're folding it in, so make sure you're doing enough folds so the baking soda gets in worked worked in all the way. Um, and my final tip is, um, if your dough ends up dense, like in the picture you showed, um, it doesn't mean it's you know for the compost pile. Bake it longer if it needs to be. You want to. you when you check it from the oven tap on it so it sounds hollow but it's really hard to tell if you have dents so you may just need to add some time and um, learn as time goes by with your oven and your density of dough what time is necessary you don't want it to burn on the outside so you can cover it with parchment paper at the end of the bake so that it doesn't brown but it'll keep baking in the middle now let's talk about the mold issue because your your dough julie may have molded your bread. I don't know. I can't tell from the picture. But let's cover the mold question because it came up and I think others are asking it. Well, obviously, others are asking it because I know we get these emails. So the thing about sourdough bread, everybody says it's so wonderful because it lasts longer than grocery store bread. And um, I'm not doubting that. The work of the sourdough starter introduced acids and vinegar, and those things do act as a natural preservative to help your dough last longer and stay fresher longer. Having said that, grocery store breads have all these preservatives and things. We can say that sourdough bread, due to you know the acids and vinegar, is going to last um, longer or a good amount of time. Having said that, if the bread is underdone or if you're in a hot and humid climate, um, it's going to mold because those are introducing other things that make it more susceptible to mold. So what I'm going to suggest is that um, you do what I do. And I have it here for you to show you. This was a loaf that I baked, and again, it's the same no-knead, but I put it in a loaf pan to bake it. And when it came out of the oven, I let it cool fully. I, I let it cool a little bit in the loaf pan, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, popped it out, let it cool fully, and then I did my slices, and then I put it in the freezer. And if your bread is fully baked, awesome, then you just pop off pieces, put them in the toaster, or get out what you need for the day and let it thaw for your sandwiches or whatnot during that day and you have absolutely fresh bread. And there's no worry of mold or no worry of drying out because if you froze it on the day it was baked, then you're thawing it and it's like fresh baked. If your loaf is underdone, freezing can keep it in its um, current state. And then when you toast it, either in a toaster or, you know, under the broiler in your oven, you will finish baking it, but the freezer held it in a static state. Instead of molding, it's just gonna stay how it is, then you thaw it, pop it out, toast it, or bake it more, and you will have fully baked bread. So that's why I say that if it's underdone, don't worry about it, use the freezer method, and you can um, end up in really good shape with great bread that your family will love. Those are my tips, Julie. First of all, just talking through your issues, helping you achieve lighter, less dense sourdough bread. I gave you specific tips for your situation, which work for any recipe really where you're using sourdough. And then we talked about the mold issue and my trick of freezing. And freezing is awesome. We have family members that don't eat bread. And so if we, we just can't go through a loaf before it goes bad or dries out, So freezing means that we can take it out just for the person who needs a slice or two of bread for that day. I'm gonna wrap up by uh, reminding you all that if you want the recipe for no need einkorn sourdough that we've been talking about here, uh, you'll find the link with this recording. You'll also find a link to the sourdough einkorn starter instructions. these instructions also come with the bread recipe though, so if you want both, just get the bread recipe and you'll get both. Okay. Uh, the mock mill, again, I recommend that because the best bread you ever make is going to use fresh milled flour. So check out the mock mill or add it to your wish list. And remember that for a limited time you can get two free ebook packages from me with your purchase. Also, we have past episodes of Ask Warty 53 and 18, where I talk through more sourdough troubleshooting tips and also um, my daily sourdough routine that I call daily maintenance maintenance amounts. So there's um, not too much sourdough starter that it takes over your life and not too much flour that you feel like you're just using tons of flour and not not using it. Thanks everyone for joining me. Julie, I hope this is helpful with your next loaf of bread that it turns out even better. I'm really proud of you for what you've done so far and I think you're just this close to uh, getting great success. And if you all have questions for Ask Wardy, I love to hear them. So you'll find instructions for submitting them at the show notes, AskWardy.tv. Look for episode 110. You'll be able to read and see everything we've discussed today. And the recordings will be there as soon as we're done processing these. Oh, I want to tell you all that I will be taking off next week Ask Wardy. So come back in two weeks and we'll be back to it. All right. God bless you all. Bye bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next askwardy wouldn't be possible without your questions so please keep them coming if you're on twitter tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag askwardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv to get the show notes links mentioned video replay or even to catch up on past episodes of Askwarty, go to askwardy.tv to join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wordy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop,